0: It was probably one of the most liberating, defining moments of my life because I had just literally stepped out from something that was safe into something completely new and unknown to me. And it was just like a whole new part of myself was born.
1: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Academy podcast with the number one international best-selling author, and multi-award winning success and life coach, Camille Shah. I want to thank each and every one of you for taking this opportunity to grow together with me, Camille Shah, and my guests on this program. Each episode of the Academy podcast is filled with insights and wisdom from my guests, which I believe can have a profound impact on the way we live our lives. Without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome back to the Academy Podcast with Camille Shah. Whatever you're doing, listening to this episode, if you're out for a run, cooking for a meal, commuting back from work, doing yoga, whatever it is that you're doing, I hope you're doing well, staying safe and staying healthy. Okay. This episode is going to be amazing. Okay. Trust me. Firstly, I'm grateful to my guest today for sitting with us to share her incredible story She's an inspiration to millions around the globe, and for me, an icon for what's possible. I've got goosebumps just saying this, okay? <laughs> Joining me today is the definition of possible itself, Nicole Smith Ludwig. Nicole Smith Ludwig first came to international attention when she appeared standing atop the world's tallest building, the Burj Khalifa, in Emirates Airlines' most recent viral ad campaign. Nicole is as well-rounded as she is fearless, with an impressive resume, including a successful corporate career, professional skydiver, yoga instructor, social media influencer, stunt woman, and an all-round adventurer. She has been awarded as one of the top 50 most inspirational women to look out for, holds the record for the youngest person ever to skydive in all 50 United States and has been invited to speak at various events. Nicole is featured on podcasts and additional publications, including Golf News, Live on Sky News, Newsweek, Entrepreneur Magazine, Daily Mail, The Mirror, and now the Academy podcast. Nicole often talks about unexpected personal life traumas she's faced and how perseverance, determination, and grit are responsible for her success. She is courageous, authentic and inspiring to many. With her unique life story, Nicole easily forms connections with people from around the globe. Whether she's speaking, teaching or jumping out of an airplane, she does it with an immense amount of enthusiasm and professionalism. When she's not exploring her daredevilness, Nicole usually spends her time with her loving husband, friends and family. Welcome Nicole.
0: Hi! Right, thank you. What an introduction. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Nicole, thank you so much for saying yes. You know, I'm, I'm really grateful for this opportunity. And I know that over the next few minutes or so, the, the stories and yeah, the, the words of wisdom and inspiration that you're going to be sharing people are going to be uh, immense and awesome. So thank you for saying yes.
0: Thanks for inviting me to your podcast. I'm really excited about it.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So, Nicole, I just want to ask you um, for the purpose of people tuning in. Okay, uh, if you don't mind sharing with us your journey and passion in skydiving, uh, becoming an adventurer and inspiring millions of people around the globe uh, by standing on Burj Khalifa for Emirates.
0: Sure. Um, So I've been a professional skydiver for a long time. I started jumping back in 2007. Mm. And it's, you know, when I first went skydiving, it was something that just kind of I don't know really how to put it into words. It just changed my life. You know, I had faced a, a fear of you know heights and and you know something that I had always wanted to do. So it was checking off a bucket list item. But it's um, it's something that I have eventually ended up pursuing. I quit my corporate job to to, to pursue it, and it's just kind of become a, a part of my soul. It is it is the thread that holds me together.
1: Nicole, just just off the back of that, you know, have you always been fearless uh, from a young age, or is that something relatively new?
0: Yeah, I've always been the the fearless girl. Um, I, I've oh my god, from the time I was a little girl, I was the I was the child climbing as high in the tree as I could, or I was the the one jumping off the cliffs and, and into the water, or I, gosh, as soon as I was old enough, I could I went bungee jumping. Um, I've always been kind of an outdoorsy girl. Uh, I I grew up in the Appalachian mountains in the United States of America. So it wasn't uncommon to find me miles back on a hiking trail or doing something, something fringe or taboo. Yeah, it was just kind of adventures just always been a part of my soul.
1: Well, I love that. Love that. Again, off the back of of that, you know, about we're talking about kind of fearless and, and fear, you know, everyone including myself, you know, we're all human, we will have some uh, moments in our lives where there is that defining moment, you know, that we've overcome something, you know, be it in a personal context or professional context, whatever it is, relationships, what has been a defining moment for you in overcoming a particular fear in the past?
0: What's been a defining moment for me overcoming a particular fear? Um, that's a, a really great question. I mean, skydiving for me was, was a, a huge defining moment with, you know, and I think that there's a, a pretty common fear for people to be afraid of heights or to be um, afraid of the unknown altogether. But, but for me, it was skydiving. That was my defining moment of being in the door of an airplane uh, being, in, by the way, <laughs> Not a lot of people have been in an airplane with the doors open, so that's just kind of a, that's just kind of a crazy experience, anyway. Uh, and you don't realize, like, you don't realize how crazy it is until you're actually in an airplane and the door opens. Um, mm-hmm.
1: so, I mean, you see, it, you see it in the movies, right? You see it in the movies yeah. and in and, and stunt people doing it. But uh, right. I, I don't know what it's like. You know, I, I love to know what it's like. <laughs> uh,
0: so let me tell you about my first jump. So that, okay, let me point. tell you the whole story. Okay. So um, I so I have a little flair for the dramatic sometimes when it comes to dealing with my mom. Um, mm-hmm. My mom is this really, she's such a wonderful woman. She's the epitome of a Southern belle, So she's very prim and proper and very considerate and thoughtful and kind. And she's, you know, and, and that's kind of the expectation. So I just, I love kind of riling her up every once in a while. It's always, it's, it's never done with malice. It's just, you know, always it's, it's done in a playful way, kind of, except for this. <laughs> So when my late husband and I, when we got to the drop zone for for my very first skydive, I called her literally as we're pulling into the driveway of this skydiving center. And I go, mom, I'm going skydiving. If I die doing this, please have me cremated and take me skydiving again. And you know, just, Just, uh, (laughs) what did she say? (laughs) Oh my God. She, she freaked out. You know, she's like, I can't (laughs) believe you're going to do this. You don't need to go skydiving, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I get, and of course, I'm nervous. I've been thinking about this. I have. I'd wanted to do a skydive for as long as I could remember. Literally, when I was growing up, mm. um, I lived really close to an airport community, so I would see these little small airplanes and these little sport light aircrafts flying around all the time, and I would just lay in the grass and I would look up and watch these airplanes fly, and there was just always this this uh, this um connection to I wonder what it would be like to jump out of that. And I, I kind of had these recurring nightmares as well about falling off a cliff. So I figured that if I went skydiving that it would kind of cure that nightmare. So right. I arrived at the drop zone. I'm nervous. I'm super nervous and like, and then it's completely evident how nervous I am when the videographer starts trying to do the interviews, you know, he's trying to, to bring out the, he's trying to bring out something and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of clammed up. It's really hard for me to speak whenever I get nervous. So, um, so I'm, I'm there, he's trying to interview me and, and I'm not talking much. We walk to the, to the airplane to get on to load. And then we start the the flight. And by the way, have you ever, have you been skydiving?
1: I, that, that, this is what I'm saying. I've, I've always, since ever since we moved to Dubai, that okay. has been one of the things I wanted to do, but my wife has always said no. So I'm I'm okay. still working on it. I'm still working on okay. it. <laughs> no,
0: right. not yet. Okay. So it is. So for me at that point in my life, I hadn't been on an airplane quite that small. So it's, you know, it's, 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 we, we were jumping a twin engine otter. So this is, you know, uh, an airplane with the capacity of about 20 people. So very small. And you get packed into these airplanes, kind of like sardines, you know, pre-COVID like sardines. Mm. So, (laughs) so I'm, you know, I'm in this airplane and I'm, I'm just like three or four people back from the door. So far enough away where it's not that uncomfortable and the whole flight up, I'm silent. I'm looking out and I'm just going through in my mind, what am I doing? What, what? what have I gotten myself (laughs) into? I'm pretty much beyond the point where I can get out of this. So you don't have to do it. There's really no turning back. (laughs) And then, um, and then when like the, the videographer, he comes back in and he starts trying to do an interview with me again. He was like, all right, Nicole, we're about halfway up. I'm like, okay, cool. And, and that was it. Like I had nothing else (laughs) to say because I just wanted to, like, I just needed to, to, to ground myself because I was, I was, scared out of my mind. So then the door of the airplane opens and, and trying to get to the door of the airplane, when you're attached, when you have an instructor attached to you, it's just really awkward, really awkward. So it's kind of this waddle to get to the door. And then the briefing that they tell you is like, all right, put your hands in your harness and then put your head back on my shoulders. But when you get to the door of the airplane, what do you do? You've looked down, right? You yeah. want to see out of the airplane, like what the heck am I about <laughs> to do? So I look down, and he's, you know, the instructor's trying to get me to look back up, and and you can clearly see me say, "Oh shit!" In the door. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, go. For it. And it is it is it is clear as day what I say. And in, in the video. So anyway, so here we go. It's like, he does the count, the ready set. And then on, they, I don't think they say go, they just, you know, just go. And when I got out of the door of the airplane, it was the most amazing experience of my life. All of mm-hmm. that fear, all of that, that all of the stuff that was going on in my in my head was gone. And it was just this immediate, oh, this presence, this I don't, I don't know how to explain it in any other words other than it was just blissful, peaceful, chaotic. It was just nuts. And it was probably one of the most liberating, defining moments of my life because I had just literally stepped out into something that was from something that was safe into something completely new and unknown to me. And it was just like a whole new part of myself was born.
1: Oh wow, I, I just yeah. love the way that you've just described that story. I'm, I mean I'm, I'm imagining that whole scene, that state that that moment where you, you, you you've just described it, where you just made that that leap and letting go I think that's that's the key thing that you, you you've you've described there about letting go of things that you can control and yep. now you're just in a state of being because yep. you no longer are, you can't hold, on to, you can't hold just, on to anything you can't hold on to anything you can't hold on to anything and um and at that point with the way that you've described it there is amazing because it seems that you're you're just in a state as you've mentioned in the now where you're just just enjoying that that particular moment that that exactly. blissful moment.
0: Exactly. It's so fantastic because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, I have things that just constantly run through my mind. I have my checklist of what it is that I'm doing. And at that time, whenever, you know, I did my first jump, I was working a really high stress corporate job in retail sales. Um, I had so many responsibilities. My phone was attached to me all the time. There was, there was no level of disconnect for me. So being in a spot where it was just about me in that moment, just that, that level of awareness and that, uh, the amount of connection that I had to those, that the 60 seconds was just, it was, it was incredible.
1: I, I'm just, I'm just at all. Uh, I'd love to be, I'd love to, to do that. Um,
0: you need to do it. The wife needs to-, to let you do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, She's going to be tuning in. So, you know, yep, that's it. Yeah, Nicole says I have to jump off a plane. I'm going to do it. <laughs> It's incredible. Um, you
0: guys need to do it together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to convince her. So I, I think we we'll, slowly, slowly we'll, we'll do it. We'll, we'll take it one step at a time. Um.
0: That's cool. <laughs> Man, I have to, I have to give of Dubai a shout out right here because honestly I've been, I have been skydiving, I've skydived all 50 United States. I'm, I'm the youngest person that's ever done it. Wow. Um, and I've been skydiving on five continents and of Dubai, the Palm Location is truly spectacular from a visual perspective because you Mm -hmm. have, you know, you're skydiving right over the one of the 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 Palm Jumeirah, which is just a, a, a miraculous feat in itself, and then you have the Dubai skyline that is right there. There's not another place that I know of where you can jump on a regular basis next to skyscrapers. And I mean, and those are some of the biggest skyscrapers in the world. So it's just a, it's really beautiful, really beautiful experience. So, and they do, they are very busy and they have really great aircraft. They have really great gear and really great staff.
1: Amazing. Um, Yeah. Yep. That that's me. That's me going to skydive Dubai soon with my wife. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Just off the back of what you've mentioned there about, you know, skydiving amidst tall buildings and this this kind of amazing picturesque view that you get of the palm you know I've seen images and photos of, it of people doing it yourself included it's absolutely stunning it's amazing to, to to be able to first think about the opportunity of you know not just skydiving skydiving with a view because usually yeah. you just skydiving you just skydive for the I guess for the thrill of it, or kind of just to practice, but you're getting this amazing view of of you know what's down there, and it's it's absolutely fantastic. Coming to that, to the jumping between skyscrapers, I, I want to bring up, if you don't mind, the if if you, if you guys tuning in haven't seen Nicole on top of Burj Khalifa, I don't know what planet you guys have been on. <laughs> um, seriously, because um, uh, you should go and check it out because the first and foremost, it's not. It's not green screen. A lot of people have been, you know, I've been talking to people and people are asking, oh, no, that's a, that's a CGI. And I'm like, nah, dude, just go, go, go and check it out. And she's literally there on top of Burj Khalifa. And the latest one for, for Expo, you've got the A380 flying behind you, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: How was-, how was that? How was that? The, especially the A380 one, because you've got a plane now. I mean, it's just not you. It's just a plane. And, you know, how was that
0: (laughs) it? So if I can describe the second Emirates stunt, it would be like combining all of the Christmas mornings, rolling them all into one, because it was truly one of the most spectacular things I've ever done and ever seen. And this is there's a two part here. So you have the obviously the stunt itself where I'm up there. And like, so we, so it happened over two days. We did two days of filming for the second stunt. One day we filmed with a helicopter and the day that we were filming with the helicopter, the helicopter was really close to the building. If I don't know if you've seen any of the, of the, the footage, the, the ground pictures, but I mean, it was close. Mm. I'm standing on the top of the Burj and this helicopter is flying in front of me. It's flying so close. I can actually see the expressions on the pilot's faces. So it's super wow. So it's super cool being able to see that from that perspective. And then when the airplane is flying towards me, I don't even have any words that can express how epic it was seeing this giant airplane flying. I love with me. But the, the second part of this is I was there, I was watching it happen. But when I got the call from Emirates, they, they, they called me whenever they had this, the edit done um, before they released it. And I got to go in, you know, kind of like this private screening to watch the final advert. And when I saw the money shot, this 380 flying behind me, because I can only, you know, when I was standing on top of the verge, I could only see it here. And then my peripheral vision, mm-hmm. but I had no idea what it looked like flying behind me, but the edit, oh my God, it took my breath away. I, it just, there is, there's nothing there's no words. I have no words. And it obviously with the way that we were filming with the helicopter, the, the type of camera that they were using the size lens, it's kind of an optical illusion about how close it actually is to me. It was a half a mile away, but it mm. looks like it was right there. And it, like I could reach out and touch it and it's just spectacular
1: wow i mean even before jumping onto this call i was watching it again with my kids i was like look yeah. look the planes behind <laughs> all and you know i'm saying you know how cool is that that is so cool for me you know I'm, I'm i'm grateful to be able to continue my journey here in dubai in the uae and uh it has been you know previously i was living in the uk and um It was, again, for me, it was a defining moment. I got the call to to come over and work in Dubai. And it took me a long time to say yes, um, because I was mulling it over. You know, it's unknown territory. You know, I'm comfortable living in the UK, working in the UK. I've got friends, family there. So, but then there was something niggling in me. I was like, I want to go and check this place out. I've heard a lot about it. Uh, At that time, Expo was coming up. They were advertising the Expo. Burj Khalifa was up and running. I finally said, "Okay, yes, let's 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 go and check it out." And uh, I've never looked back since. Because for me, you know, having lived here and now, you know, you being on top of Bush Khalifa for me that that symbolizes what Dubai and UAE is. It's it's about making the impossible possible, and that's why I keep saying you know, that's a slogan for for the UAE as well. Um, it's 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 possible, and yeah, it's it's just insp- inspirational for me. I mean, people around the world looking at this, and yeah, I'm just at awe. <laughs>
0: That's really cool. Yeah, Dubai. That that's one thing that they they do really well is is marketing, and um, I love that they push the envelope on Mm -hmm. what is socially acceptable. You know, what would be in the realm of of normal. Uh, and I love that they just, like, they just smash through that. And it's, I, I love it. I love the creativity behind the city. You know, it's always the biggest, the fastest, the strongest, the, the newest, the whatever. And, and that's just, you know, how they continue to redefine themselves. I, and I feel like Dubai, in a sense, is a lot like the Phoenix, you know, they, they, they just continue to find a way to rise through the ashes. And, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful city, really dynamic. And I loved, loved my time living there
1: amazing um you mentioned about living here before i mean how how long ago was that
0: my husband lived in dubai for about 10 years i moved uh, to dubai a little over five years ago to be with him but we we have some new projects in the works so we have as of the last couple of weeks uh we've we've closed that chapter in in our books for for now for now but i know we'll be back soon
1: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Love, love to to connect with you. And, you know, whenever you're back in, in Dubai, and uh, that'll be that'll be simply amazing. Now, I'm really looking forward to the next projects that you've got. We'll come to that in a minute. Okay, <laughs> okay cool. Coming back to what we we talked about, you know that moment where you jumped off, where you took that leap of faith, jumping off plane for the very first time. You know, when we talk about what's happened in the past two years, you know, the past two or three years, you know, with 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 um, the pandemic and the changes that people have gone through, from your experience talking to people and um, engaging with people, what what is a common fear you think that's out there?
0: Um, that's a really good question. I think, I mean, there there's so many common fears, right? It's just the fear of the unknown at this point, like we, we don't know the fear of the, the media, the fear of things being sensationalized, the fear of death. I mean, I think that's really prevalent these days, even more so than normal. Um, but I think another, you know, things that other people are afraid of that are you know more common, the fear of failure, um, the fear of public speaking. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Everybody has their own thing. Yeah. Fear of the unknown, things things that are unknown. I think for for me, that's that's where I get a little uncomfortable is when I don't have some familiarity with with something. There's always you know that acclimation period
1: when when you come to to, to face something which is you know unknown new territory how do you address uh, do you have a particular set way of of dealing with it or is everything in a, a particular thing it's very unique to the situation how do you deal with something which is new
0: that that's a good question so i'll i'll give you i'll give you kind of a background with the burj khalifa because a lot of people have asked me did i feel any fear whenever i went up on the top of the burj khalifa so let me just put it into that perspective so when i am or when I'm skydiving or when I'm doing any type of, of stunt, or anything that's out of, out of the, the norm for me. Um, it, I always enter these projects with, um, a bit of, um, with a bit of reverence, reverence and consideration, thoughtful consideration to what it is that I'm doing. I, I always make sure that I mean that things are planned that the prep is done that risk assessments have been made uh, that there's you know whatever coordination is necessary in practice so because it, I feel I feel like if there is a proper plan in place that any fear of what could go wrong is mitigated and that's it it's just about it's just about how. Is it that we can prevent things from going wrong and making sure again that we have those fail safes and those plans in place? So so
1: okay. in a sense what you're saying is um to actually do 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 a bit of homework, uh, in a sense. Um, a
0: lot of homework.
1: Yeah. For so sure. Th- that, that's interesting because I, when we talk about fear and, um, you know, we talk about doing the homework in order to get to the point where you, you're actually doing the homework or doing the research, whatever it is that you're doing, it, it has to, to involve a certain degree of curiosity. Because that's for me, when, when you have something new, rather than kind of shying away from it, there was a certain curiosity within me that says, I want to go and find out what is this place about? Um, sure. I don't have all the answers, but I'm just going to let's bit by bit try and find out and get more information that kind of dampens down the the fear and in a sense gives back some of the control that sure. you might not have.
0: Exactly. There that's you're absolutely right. If if there are answers to the questions things get a lot less complicated, you know, and for for the stunt for instance for the second round of stunts just to give you an idea when we were doing this I mean there was an there was so much thoughtful consideration put into the risk assessments. I mean, the whole team that were involved were the Emirates pilots, the flight operations team, ATC, the helicopter pilots, the drone pilots, the filming teams, the marketing team, the EMAR team, um, With the GCAA was all involved with this as well. And there was just this brilliant level of coordination done um, to, to make this stunt happen. So, you know, uh, choreographing, like it would the, the, the way the communication was choreographed was just phenomenal. There was so much radio control, so many people talking to one another and just to make all of that happen. And, you know, when you have that level of coordination into a stunt, you know, that everything has been considered and that everything is going like it's supposed to. I mean, even though the Emirates pilots, for instance, these guys were doing flight simulators for this particular flight and Before we, before they actually put me up there as the stunt woman for this, they had done a day before um, a practice run that they'd flown the A380 around the Burj Khalifa without me there, just to see what kind of effects would happen from um, like the, just from, from the airplane flying by the, the, the turbulence, the wake turbulence. So it was there was a ton of, of coordination and choreographing, like I said, that went into making this stuff possible.
1: That's awesome. it's hard to be,
0: it's hard to be scared when you know all of this is, is in place.
1: When we talk about having answers to the questions, it, you know, it removes the the doubt and, and the fear that you, you might have. Yeah.
0: Exactly. The fear of the unknown, fear of the unknown, because we don't know what's going to happen. It's just, and I think our mind has to, has to hold on to something. You were, you were saying that mm. when we're talking about my free fall, there's nothing to hold on to. That's, that's what I think we, we mentally hold on to is that that's the only way we can connect is to have uncertainty about it.
1: That, that's another kind of uh, something that I've always had this conversation with people about the, the t- a tug of war, that you, in one in one hand or in one sense, on one corner, you want to have control, but on the other side, you, you say, "Well, sometimes it's it's good to let go and experience the whole thing as it is." You know, we talk about the skydive that moment where it, it was only a few seconds between you being on the plane and you free falling, yeah. but completely different emotions, feelings that you're you're feeling and and going through from fear and, and, and doubt being on the plane, but to moment of bliss and being in the now free falling. How do you, how do you kind of manage this, this tug of war?
0: Well, I mean, I, I try my best to, to answer any of the questions that I may have. Like, what is it about a particular thing that um, I'm, I'm concerned with? Now, for instance, if it, let's just continue to, to go on this, this, this discussion of skydiving, skydiving, there was about 3 million skydives done in 2020, 3 million. Oh, 3 wow. million. And of those, we're talking less than, it's actually a little bit more than one third of 1% were there any incidents. One third of 1%. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when you, look at, when you look at those, when you look at the statistics of what happens, then, then it just paints a different picture, right? Skydiving is seen as this crazy, dangerous, renegade sport. But when you look at the facts of, the, of the sport itself, it paints a completely different picture. And then when you get into the greater details about the, the safety and the, the training and the gear and all of the, you know, the aircraft and the maintenance of the aircraft and, and all of these different uh, aspects of skydiving, Then you start to see that, oh, this is not as dangerous as, as, don't get me wrong, it has an element of danger for sure, but it's Mm. not what people perceive it to be.
1: That's interesting. I mean Again, it's it's reminding us all that, you know, everything has risks, Um, you know, me commuting to work, driving every day. There's a risk there.
0: Exactly. Uh,
1: me crossing the road there's a risk but
0: exactly. like
1: you're saying when you understand the statistics and look at the data you know we talk about a you know, change of perspective you you you're able to change your perspective of you know for example now skydiving you know if hopefully if i can convince my wife saying look these are the statistics
0: <laughs> right
1: then maybe she say okay fine <laughs>
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, all this information is available for you to see as well. There, the governing body for skydiving, one of the, one of the biggest governing bodies of skydiving is called the United States Parachute Association. And they actually print these statistics where you can go and you can read it yourself and you can read incident reports for whenever there are things that happen in, in our, in our industry you can read a, a full detailed explanation as to what happened. And it's, um, it's valuable lessons to learn for people who are experienced or who want to, to pursue skydiving as well. What is it that we can do better as individuals to make the sport safer?
1: Awesome. So we'll go and check it out again. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just teasing my wife here. I mean, I, you know, she's <laughs> listening to this, you know I, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, the wonderful I, soul. I love her so much.
0: <laughs> I hope you don't get, maybe I don't hope you don't get in trouble. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, awesome. but
0: you know, but, but you know, um, But knowledge is, knowledge is power. Mm. Knowledge is, and that goes for everything. Knowledge is power.
1: Yes, I love that. It's something that, you know, we we talk about individuals and fear. Sometimes it's, it's about how we react to something which is unknown. Now, I'm always big on the idea of, you know, there's a difference between reaction and responding to something. A reaction is a gut reaction. Um, okay. so you're you're dealing with something external. Responding requires you to do these checks, like you're saying, these assessments. You know, so instead of saying, you know i'm I'm afraid of this, maybe a better question of you know asking is, you know, okay, let's step back. And let's assess the situation. What's actually going on here? So exactly. that, Changes your your direction, and rather than kind of reacting to the thing and saying no, step back and say, okay, what what do we have here? You know, what are the statistics? I want to understand exactly what's going on here. Then I can make a, a kind of a response to the situation. Uh, and this is why you, you this is what you said about knowledge is power. So True. you know, to understand and to 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 do the research rather than kind of just dismiss the thing at face value, go exactly. go deeper,
0: exactly, and go deeper. Yeah, exactly. You got it.
1: We talked about skydiving. What other daredevil things that you, uh, are you involved in or, you know, that that just kind of just makes you feel alive?
0: Well, um, I guess hiking, being being outdoors in general just makes me feel alive. I'm a scuba diver. Um, so I, I really, I love that as well. There's wow. just a completely different level of freedom whenever you're underwater. And oh my God, it's a, a completely different world. Um, I have, I'm learning how to kite surf. So that's, you know, kind of combining that, that water and air dynamics. That's really interesting. Flying a wow. parachute with a, trying to keep a board underneath my feet. That's, I'm having a lot of fun, uh, learning how to do that. Uh, and then I, I hike that's, that is one of my biggest passions is, is hiking. So when the weather is good, you know, in, in Dubai and the, the winters when, you know, it's not, 50 degrees outside yeah. get out to Russell Kama and get into the mountains. It's just, it's beautiful. Oh. Now that I'm home, I'm able to, you know, get back into the Appalachian mountains and do some hiking again. So that's just, that's where I find my connection.
1: Amazing. I love the fact that you've mentioned a lot about nature then going out. And I'm always big on that. I know, you know, here in the UAE, it, it is kind of seasonal. But there is a lot of stuff to do here in the UAE. You mentioned uh, Russell Kema. You know, you've got Jubble yep. Jace, all the Wadis. We're, we're, we're going to Hatta next week. Uh, oh, love nice. the place. It's amazing. You know, we talk about e- UAE uh, and we've got these things imagine if you're living for example in europe or in tropical climate where you've got all this abundance of nature rainforests in in tropics you know to 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 go and explore at your doorstep it's
0: amazing the uae has that stuff too you know there's um in sharjah there are mangrove forests which are Mm. phenomenal um i mean you've got really good scuba diving you can go to fujera and and go to snoopy island and what you were just saying about hata hata is gorgeous got the hot pools which is you know what seven Mm. hours from from Dubai which you can drive by the way the at least recently the Oman border was relatively easy to get through again so yeah there's just there's so much to do in Dubai and then you know one of my favorite places in Dubai for nature let me let me tell you this have you been to the dubai desert conservation reserve i think it's almaha this a
1: resort almaha almaha yeah. yes yes yeah
0: so so where they are this is a part of dubai and have, I, I don't know the specifics of how long this has been a protected area but i think it's between 20 and 30 years where this area has been again, protected. So this is not something that you can just, you know, go out and dune bash on. And um, you know, it's very limited access. People who have permits to be there can be there. Um, and there's no camels. So, you know, so all of the, the flora and fauna has basically come back to what it would have been without humans and the amount of animals that you will see out there is spectacular. I mean, it's easy to see the oryx and the gazelles, and I mean, even some of the, some of the reptiles that you wouldn't normally see, like the, the monitors that we have, and there's uh, some really interesting birds that are out there as well. And I mean, you can even see tracks from the, like the, the, the vipers, little sidewinders. It's really, oh. really cool to, to get out there. So I, I really suggest that everybody who's living in the city, make it out to the DDCR and, and check out that part. Cause it's just, it's undisturbed desert, truly undisturbed. It's gorgeous.
1: Love it, love it. Yeah, hopefully we'll take the kids uh, as well. I've been out with with my wife, but hopefully we'll take the kids as well. it um, will be an experience it. for them. Yeah. Nice. Nicole, time's just flown by. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just at awe at this conversation. It's been an awesome, awesome conversation. I want to thank you again for kind of coming on today. Just before we move on to the final section of the podcast, uh, how can people get in touch with you and the amazing work that you do?
0: Thanks. So I am on Instagram at Nicole Smith Ludvik. I'm on YouTube. So it's, uh, it's all the same. So it's uh, my YouTube channel, Nicole Smith Ludvick, And you can find me on Facebook as well at uh, Nicole Smith Ludvick official. And I'm constantly posting stuff about my adventures or my interviews or um, the, the skydives, the, the fun stuff that I do. It's all there.
1: Amazing. Thanks for
0: asking that question.
1: No, absolutely. And, and what we'll do is we'll include all those handles and uh, contact details in the episode. So do go and check it out. Connect with uh, Nicole and yeah, go and, go and see what she's doing because it's absolutely inspiring and, and awesome. So, thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> okay, you. Nicole. So just quickly, who would you like to thank, um, you know, be it people or organizations that have helped you to get to where you are now?
0: Oh my God. But how, how much more time do we have in this podcast? Do we have like six more (laughs) hours? Oh my God. I, the list of people that I have to thank are, it's so long. I mean, from my family, my mom, my dad, my brother, um, my grandparents, my husband. Oh my God. My husband is the most supportive man on the planet. I could not imagine my life without him. Um, Alan Gaten from Prime Productions and his wife, Marta, these guys um, are just a constant state of, of inspiration for me. They're you know always out there doing something fun and exciting. And I love being a part of, of the magic that they make. And uh, of course, Emirates for, for picking me to do this stunt, for choosing me out of the casting. And God, my, my friends are, I have some really awesome friends, Ferris and Nadine and Kareem and Tio and Elizabeth. um, And then my, oh, my PR, my PR manager, her name is Natasha. She owns Tish Tash in Dubai. I have no idea what I would do without her. That woman has been a godsend, changed my life. And, but I I could continue on and on and on and on, but I have, I have, I'm really blessed with the support group, the support system that I have. Um, It's um, I'm just, I'm just so grateful for all of
1: these people in my life. Awesome. Awesome. I, I, I love that. Um, again, thank you for sharing. Again, reflecting, if you're tuning in right now, reflect on, try and reflect on the people that, you know, sometimes we take for granted and, you know, the small things that, sure. uh, you know, it, it just brings a sense of, of gratitude and, um, you know, it makes, for me, it just makes me humble, you know, even the, you know, there's, there's one particular barista in my place, uh, in my workplace that makes this amazing coffee. Um, uh, his name is Fred. Uh, so every single morning, he makes this amazing coffee. And I, you know, I'm just at awe. And I asked him, Fred, how many cups do you make a day? And he said, close to about 300. Wow! I'm like, dude, this is awesome. This is amazing. You you are professional at making this. And my contact with him is only you know maybe about 10 minutes in the whole 24 hours. But that 10 minutes of conversation that I have with him is is you know it just opens up a whole new chapter of, you know, intrigue, right? So if if you're tuning into this, you know, reflect and maybe pick out one or two people or, or, you know, several, you know, whoever, whoever it is that that just, you know, made an amazing contribution to you, to your, to your life and your day.
0: I love that you've said that, that it's, and it's so funny when we have those routines, the people that we see on such a regular basis, like you just said, they just become such an integral part of our day that it is so easy to overlook. Um, and I, yeah, I, I really, really love that you've said that. You've just reminded <laughs> me. You've reminded me. So I have to tell you the story.
1: Go for it. Um, go for
0: it. I, I am. If, most people would think that skydiving or or risk taking is the is my number one passion. It's not. My my number one passion is food. Uh, I am the I am the biggest foodie you will ever meet in your life, and. I have. This, there's a restaurant. It's in Bur Dubai. It's called Via Pav Vegetarian Restaurant. It's this. It's just outside of the Gold um, the Gold Souk, kind of off the beaten path. The parking is a nightmare. Oh, <laughs> the parking is a nightmare. And it's so. It was so far out of my way. But I would go to this restaurant. It's delicious. Uh, and I would get. They have the their famous dish is the pav bhaji. And wow. have you ever eaten? Have you ever had this before?
1: Possibly, possibly. I okay. probably don't know what it is, but possibly. I'll try. Okay. It's,
0: it's this like really thick vegetable curry that they serve with these super pillowy soft rolls. And it is, it is, and and, and so much butter it's sinful, but (laughs) it's so good. And like, and this is something that's kind of a comfort food for me. I just, I love it. And I've, I've, I've met the owner so many times and, you know, it's just, it's always that same interaction. I go and I mean, he knew me before the stunt. And then after the stunt, it's just like, you know, they roll out the red carpet for me and it just, it means so much. But I, I went to my favorite restaurants. I'm not even joking because I have a really great connection of, of, of people and friends and businesses in the city. And I went to him and I, you know, I I wanted to say my goodbye because his restaurant is something that has been such an integral part of, of so many of my stories and I go and I tell him that I'm leaving and I'm, I'm really sad. Cause this is, I, I promise it's one of my favorite places. I'm going to get emotional over something silly like this. <laughs> and, um, I told him how much I loved it. And he, he goes into the kitchen and he gets this plastic container and he puts a bunch of the spices in this container for me. And he brings it out and he goes, whenever you're making this, you send me a WhatsApp and I'm going to tell you exactly how to use these spices so you can make this wherever you go.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And it's just so touching.
1: Oh, man. So, that that I mean, that's the simplicity of that. Right. And it's it, just it's, so
0: thoughtful and kind.
1: And um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just one of those things that, like you're saying, you know, if you take that moment, that one, two minutes, of yeah. spending and spending the time with that that particular person and that they they, they change your 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 life they change exactly. your world they make that's that a huge contribution even though that you're you're with them for a very limited time sure so that's that's um you know yeah. that that's, that's yeah thank you for sh- thank you for sharing that And uh, thank you for yeah. sharing that nicole I'll I'll go and check. I'm so silly.
0: I'm so silly, (laughs) but I mean, but it's just you know things like that that are just so kind, and they you know Mm. there's and it just makes such a difference. And that that's a huge lesson for me is that just that just a small amount of kindness can make such an impact, and it becomes such a part of someone else's story. You never know. You never know how one small little piece of your heart is going to affect someone else. So.
1: Amazing, amazing!
0: Yeah.
1: Thank you for sharing that. I, I'm just reflecting on um, just this weekend. We were we were at the Emirates Lit- Literature Festival with the kids, and I took the kids. Um, my wife bought tickets. We took the kids to see David Walliams. Um, David Walliams. If if you're grown up, you'll know him from Little Britain and um, uh, the uh, Britain's Got Talent. But he he's also an author. Uh, he he um, he authors uh, children's books, so we 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 took the kids to see him, and he was describing in a similar fashion. Uh, he was reflecting on some characters that he's he's um, he's created in his books, and one of the characters is called Raj. And he said, Raj is actually a real life character. And it was his, um, when he was young, he used to go to this news agent and there's a there's a guy, actual guy called Raj uh, that owns a news agent. And he's always found this guy to be, you know, uh, he, he's describing the, the, the news agent is, is chaotic. Everything's all over the place, but somehow there's a connection between Raj uh, and, you know, having this warm presence. And, and, and I'm kind of reflecting when you're, You you're mentioning your story there, and I'm saying, well, somehow you know, the the Raj has had this positive impression on David as as a youngster, but David's now created a character right of this particular person, and Raj possibly doesn't even know that this has happened. Yep. Right. So this is the the I don't know what you call it, butterfly effect, or whatever you call it. You know, this this you know compound effect of of small acts of kindness that you sometimes you don't see but it has that that impact a huge impact on somebody else's life
0: exactly you just never know you never know awesome i love that story it's good
1: thank you nicole thank you so much again for for sharing that um and and yeah and recounting that and i have to that's going to be my next uh visit to this restaurant
0: (laughs) oh good you have to their food is so good it's, I mean, it's so, it's so good. It's so much better, but it's, oh, it's worth <laughs> it. I dream, I dream about their POVs. They're, they're just that good.
1: Wow. So, awesome. Yeah. Um. Amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll go and visit. We'll go and visit. <laughs>
0: good. Send me pictures when you do I'll it. Send
1: you pictures. <laughs> awesome. Um, Nicole, uh, we're, we're literally coming up to the tail end of this, this session, this, you know, amazing session uh, i told okay. you guys this is going to be there was a this was going to be an amazing session at the beginning and it has been i'm i'm just enjoying this conversation uh nicole i hope you guys tuning in have been enjoying it so far nicole i hope you're, you're enjoying this conversation as well yeah. um we we've come to the quick five uh question round at the end which i always do with my guests and i hope you're okay to do this nicole
0: sure let's do it
1: amazing okay Okay, so question number one, what is your favorite word?
0: Gratitude. Mm. Gratitude is my favorite word. I believe that living a life full of gratitude is a life well lived. It's a fulfilling life.
1: Wow, I love the way that you've put that there. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I I love that. I love that. Okay, so question number two, what are you currently reading or listening to?
0: I am going back and forth. I have um, a book called many lives, many masters. I'm really enjoying that, but I'm also uh, listening to principles of life and work from Ray Dalio.
1: Mm, Ray Dalio. So, amazing, amazing author.
0: He is an amazing author and his, his audio He, he narrates most of the audiobook, and it's really interesting listening to his perspective and, and hearing him read his own book.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So question number three, If you could meet someone either living or past, who would that be?
0: Oh, gosh. Uh, That's such a long list. I would want to meet Amelia Earhart. Mm. Uh, I would want to meet um, Helen Keller. Uh, Those are are two that uh, immediately come to mind as women who have inspired me that I would want to meet. Amazing. Yeah.
1: Love that. I love that. Question number four. What advice would you give the younger Nicole?
0: What advice would I give the younger Nicole? Keep doing what you're doing. Um, But I would say to focus on finding the blessings in every day and to make it your life mission to have a creative outlet that feels authentic and to stay connected with your childlike curiosity and the wonder that is in the world. Challenge yourself to find new things and definitely definitely challenge yourself to find new things. And then always make time for the things that bring you joy.
1: Amazing even for me and people tuning in, I think you'll, you'll probably be, you know, it's, it's a good advice to, to have, you know, <laughs> at any age, I guess. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Question number five, last question. What can we expect from Nicole in the next five years?
0: What can you expect from <laughs> me in the next five years? There's some really big stuff coming. Uh, really big stuff in the immediate future. So stay tuned to my, my social channels for that. But my, one of my, my life's Ambitions is to being uh, a successful motivational speaker, so that's something I'm actively pursuing, and I, I, I'm, I'm headed in the right direction, one rung at a time. One rung at a time.
1: I Love that, and I think you, you're doing a fantastic job already. Um, and I, you know, I, I can't wait to see what's what's going to happen in the next few years because I know it's going to be, it's going to be awesome and explosive. Because you know, yeah, it's 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 just going to be. Easy. I can't I can't wait.
0: Thank you so much. I'm really excited about it. The future is bright for sure.
1: Okay. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you again. Thank you for your time. Uh, I appreciate your time, your presence, your energy and yeah, for just sharing your story with us. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, it it will inspire people tuning in um, to face the fear rather than turn away from it. uh, And You know, I guess be curious about it and see what you can do with the fear because sometimes it might just open a new chapter in your life. Exactly. So, any last words of advice you want to share with people listening?
0: My biggest piece of advice, I guess, is just stay true to yourself, find the things that bring you joy, and always make time for those things. I can't say that enough. Find the time to do the things that bring you happiness.
1: Wow. Amazing advice. Thank you. Thank you again, Nicole. Thank Thank you so
0: much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you.
1: Thank you. That's all the time that we have. And thank you everyone for joining us today. I hope that this episode has been inspiring and I'm truly grateful to Nicole for sharing her story with all of us today. So it's goodbye from me for now. And from Nicole,
0: we'll see you next time.
1: Until the next episode, stay safe, stay healthy and peace and love from me always. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in from wherever you are. My sincere hope is that this episode has not only resonated with you, but also given you some invaluable tips and strategies to improve your life. Don't forget to share your comments with me. As you know, I love to hear your views. Also remember to follow the Academy, follow me, my guests, and tag us on our social media handles, which will be provided in the description. Most importantly, please leave a review and let me know that you've heard this podcast and how it has impacted you. Until the next episode, stay safe, stay healthy, and peace and love from me always.